Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. John is finally dead. We are going over the final two episodes of Dirty John, and we have a very special guest. It all starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz special guest, Tara Newell, who is the actual daughter of the real-life Dirty John story. How are you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to talk to you. I feel like we have so many questions, and there's just so much dirt to get into, so. Yeah, a lot of dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like she's ready to give it. I know. (laughs) Okay, so before we do a recap of the two episodes, um, I just want to know, what has it been like for your life to have this huge store, uh, series based on your, your real life? Well, it's been completely crazy. Mm-hmm. Just been so surreal. Yeah. Um, but it's been amazing because it's really brought awareness to um, the psychopaths out there. Yeah, <laughs> totally. Because you don't hear, I don't know. Yeah, they're, you... they're, fe- they're few and far between, I feel like. And so when they come into your own life, it kind of takes it's you like, off guard. It's like, oh my god, this is real life. You, like, you hear the oh, stories, yeah. but to actually witness it is another thing. Yeah. So I was listening to the podcast, and obviously I watched the show, and I feel like the show did a really good job of describing what happened. Like, there mm-hmm. were so many little details that I also heard in the podcast. What did the show? Um, what are the main shows that the main things that the show got right, and was there anything that the show got wrong? Um. Well, just like. A lot of the events, they happen, and mm-hmm. um, I want to say, like, 90% of the events that happen in the show actually happen in real life, mm-hmm. so that's kind of crazy, and then um, the only things that were really different is just, like, how it's viewed. I see, like... It's different for me because it's my life, Mm -hmm. and I see myself a certain way, and others may view myself a different way, so it's just different perspectives. Yeah. And um, I think that they did a really good job at showing what he did, and he lit the car on fire. He did that. That is so crazy, by the way. He ate glass when he was little. Like, that stuff really happened. He came after me. I stabbed him in the eye. Oh, my God. Like, that stuff happened. Wow. Well, we are going to get into all of that. I thought it's interesting that you brought up the glass thing. And what we did say um, last week, I think it was, is I think that the show tried to show John's childhood and how, you know, he was raised really poorly. He was Mm -hmm. essentially scamming and doing all these crazy things from day one, and he had this skill set that kind of made him easy to manipulate all the people around him. Um, But 
also his sister seemed pretty normal like she was raised just like he was and she was able to kind of get out of it and be somewhat of a normal person or that's kind of what they made it sound like yeah um i think the sisters are pretty normal yeah 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 there's a two in real life so that's a little different right and there was a brother too which they didn't right yes Mm -hmm. but he's not he died of a drug overdose okay yeah i thought that they didn't touch that on that in the series but they really didn't need to okay so let's get into episode seven the recap um it's kind of showing all of the pieces of the past six episodes come together, right? And I watched, like, the Bravo after show, and they said that there was no script for this episode. Like, oh. they were just, they kind of weren't sure what they were going to do when they got there, but they kind of wanted to show everything from John's eyes, like, before he met Deborah, And um, it was just crazy to see him kind of prey on women, like, dating online mm-hmm. and kind of choose his next victim. I know one of the scenes he goes out to eat with a woman and she says that her her brothers are cops so he like strays away from it and probably that's like a little bit dramatized but did did, were you able to learn about that or is it is it more just for the show um well we have no idea what he did in his own time we have kind of an idea Mm -hmm. and we think he did all these things so it's kind of honestly um Jeffrey Reiner's um, perspective on it, and um, I really like it because that's his way of filming. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like how throughout every episode they kind of go into the eyes of each different character, like Ronnie, and or I guess your sister is really named... um, Jacqueline. Jacqueline. (laughs) Sorry, I was like, Veronica. So in the show, her name is Ronnie, but her real name is Jacqueline. Mm -hmm. Um, So how much... Were you involved? Were you involved at all in the filming of it, or in the storyline of it? Or was that more your mom? Um, well, my mom and I met with the producers and um, a couple other people a couple times, mm-hmm. and we really got in deep and depth and everything. We talked about everything with them. Yeah. So they knew about like they knew about so much, and then they had Christopher Gofford's um background so they had more information than i even knew really yeah and then um the trauma the trauma scene is actually from more so my perspective yeah i heard that he sat down with you and you kind of went into like really big detail about exactly what happened because he really wanted to get it from the point of of your view yeah i got on like the floor of the um place where we were at and i was just showing him like what happened wow <laughs> how was that just you know reenacting it it was real life events and i know it could be just thinking back on that that's it could be traumatizing Absolutely. so how was it to just be back in that mode and have to physically show him all over again honestly um that part I'm really detached from that now. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, that doesn't bother me. But when I start to think about, like, the hospital and other just certain smells and senses mm-hmm. of it, then it starts to bother me. But going through the attack and saying what I did, that doesn't bother me at all. Hmm. It's probably just a blip in your mind like do you even Mm -hmm. really remember it fully like it probably just happened so quickly I remember it fully but um just I know what I needed to do was exactly what I did yeah Yeah. so it's like 
I just look at it as kind of tactical. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I know. We're going to get more into detail into the attack um, in a little bit. But I want to jump back to the episode where um, they have the flashback of John in prison. And I noticed that, like, throughout the episode and maybe even throughout the season, he says, shut up, I'm a doctor, multiple times. Mm -hmm. And I think that he truly believes he is a doctor. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, like, honestly thought that he was a doctor, even though he wasn't. Do you agree or? Oh, no, totally. I remember talking to him the first time that I met him. Mm -hmm. And I was telling him about some of my medical problems. Yeah. And he was telling me, oh, I think you have this. You should go see this person. And so I did. And it was so crazy because he. And was he on? Like, was he? He wasn't, like, completely off about my symptoms. Like, it made sense for what like what I was going through, mm-hmm. but it wasn't the right thing, but it completely sounded right. He wow. seems to be yeah. smart. Like they, he seems to be really smart and educated. And even though he's not actually a doctor, he seems to know a lot about medical terms and everything. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's from dating his first wife. Yeah. Tanya, I think she has a different um, real life name. No, her is, name's it, is it Tanya? Tanya? Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, but I don't know. I thought that was crazy. So I just want to get like your first impression of John because in the show it obviously shows Ronnie or Jacqueline. <laughs> um, just right off the bat, she she's turned off by him. She doesn't like him. She kind of has a bad taste in her mouth. What was your first impression of him when you met him? Um, well, when I first met him, he was like struggling with a mattress. Um, my boyfriend at the time and I went down to California. We were living in Nevada and it was just like he wasn't really wanting to say hi to us. He didn't really want to look us in the eye. Mm. And then we got the mattress on top of the car and he just seemed to have like a little attitude about him. But Standoffish. Wow. Yeah. And this was the first time you guys met. Yes. But we weren't sure if it was, like, moving stress or something, so... But did you immediately think, like, it's something up with this guy? Like, on the show, Ronnie, Jacqueline, (laughs) she, you know, sensed it immediately. Like, Mom, like, he looks like a bum, or, like, he's not dressed like... He's not a man that I see you with. Did you automatically see that? Or was it just like, he's kind of weird, but, you know, whatever, Mom's dating a new guy. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to lie. I'm really harsh on my mom's boyfriends. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I already went in with, like, um, preconceived like, notions. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. You could say that. And so I heard what my sister was saying, and I was like, okay, maybe she's being like me, too. Mm-hmm. And we're just, like, not wanting to to see that this guy is so great and stuff Mm -hmm. and see it from my mom's eyes. And um, so, yeah, I just, he was standoffish and I just didn't get good vibes from him. Yeah, you weren't sure. Yeah. When was, like, the first red flag for you personally or was it more just stuff that your sister had been telling you? So I was in the car and we just got back from California Pizza Kitchen. Nice. And it's funny because he paid for the bill that night. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got back and we were in my mom's car and there was my boyfriend at the time and then my best friend. And we were in the car and I was trying to get out. There was child locks on the car. And I told him, I'm like, John, can you let me out? And 
he just like ignored me and so I say it again louder and then so he just got out of the car went upstairs and I was just like that's so weird and everybody else in the car thought that was weird too. like he just blatantly mm-hmm. ignored you yeah and so I had to call my mom on her cell phone and be like or text her or something and just be like hey can you let me out of the car so oh you like, still couldn't get out of you're still in the yeah. car okay that was definitely like the first red flag like what is wrong with this yeah. guy and, and he I just left like, you in the car yes <laughs> me and like two other people so I'm just like this is strange wait that is so bizarre yeah so he just like weird personality quirks yeah. it seems like Ugh. like he just didn't care about me he was like uh just this person <laughs> yeah but in the I think in the podcast I was listening I think out of the both relationships he obviously had a better relationship with you right because you were less threatening and more soft-spoken whereas your sister was a little bit more um opinionated by, is that right by better um he didn't want to put me in the ocean that day <laughs> i can't believe the threats that he made that's insane but it's insane yeah no it was crazy because he would also do it from my mom's phone and pretend to be her and it was just that part was really hard and was that like a mind Sorry, excuse my language, but fuck or oh yeah, it or was a mind. Did you think it was sure. your mom, or did you know that it was John, or okay, were you not so sure? I had a feeling it was him mm-hmm. because just it didn't sound like her, and I was just like, the wording's wrong. And then my sister, in the moment, she couldn't believe that it wasn't her, so. I had thoughts that it was him, and she believed that it was my mom saying these things. Really? Yes. That is crazy. But your mom would never say that. No. <laughs> your mom seems like the most like genuine, nice, yeah. soft-spoken I women. I will say one thing. Like, she is a little different. Like, when we give her hell, she'll give us hell back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's, As a mom would. Right? Yeah. She's not like... Oh, okay, just right. do your own thing. Right. Like, kind of how Connie played it. But meeting my mom, she seems like that type of person. Yeah. So Connie was kind of different than your actual mom. Like, she played her extremely well, mm-hmm. but I don't think she saw that my mom does have a backbone. Yeah. Okay. Okay. A little spark. So your mom had been married previously before, four times, right? Yes. And, sorry. Uh, I think that's right. (laughs) I think. Had also been dating other men, and I think that, was she, had she been dating kind of bad men, and that's what you were worried about, and it was kind of the same thing? Like, what other kind of men was she dating? So, the previous guy beforehand, he was living up north, and she bought him a plane, and then we found out that he... A plane plane? A plane plane. Okay. Wow. Like, a little two-seater plane, but um, a plane. Yeah. And um, then we found out he was fooling around on her, and he was in other relationships, and he was engaged to someone else, or I believe he was engaged to someone else. So that was wow. just the last person that we saw her come from. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you kind of had, like, a bad case in your in your mouth about her yeah. previous relationships. Ooh, that would be difficult. Um, back to the episode, John kind of claims that he doesn't know what he wants from Deborah. You know, in the scene after the where she um, confronts him in the coffee shop and she's like, "What do you want from me? Do you want money?" And he's like, "I don't know what I want, but I know I want something." And 
I'm just trying to figure out, did, did John just want money from your mom, or, like, what ultimately was his goal, do you think? Okay, I think ultimately it was money, but there was, like, he definitely felt something from my mom. It was weird. Yeah. I I mean, I've been asking We battled Tyra. back and forth about it, because it's like, sometimes we feel like he genuinely loved your mom, and then sometimes it's just like... What what is the issue? And that's where I would always go back into saying, well, maybe it's just his childhood. He just doesn't know how to love. Like his, you know, he had a horrible relationship with his dad and just yeah. family in general. So it's just kind of weird. Like, did he love her or? Well, you know, the mind of a psychopath, they can't fully love someone, mm-hmm. but they can be obsessed with someone and they can uh, love someone, mm-hmm. but they don't truly know how to love someone mm-hmm. so would you say he's a psychopath or a sociopath psychopath and what's the difference um to be honest i don't really know too many of the differences oh, no, i I'm just I um i've just talked to so many forensic people. um pe- analysts and they said that he was a psychopath and then um he didn't have a conscience I know that's something psychopaths don't have. Um, they, they're they so good at targeting in on someone mm-hmm. and um, basically convincing someone that their truth is the real truth. Mm-hmm. Right. And what Connie Burton said in the one of the after shows is she doesn't think that John is truly capable of loving women, but she thinks that he is in love with the idea of being loved in this, like, reality that he's created. Yeah, that kind of goes back to what I was saying about, like, a psychopath can't fully love, but mm-hmm. he can loathe, so he likes the idea. Yeah. Yeah. Because I want to believe that he, like, loved your mom, even though he was... Or she was at least his favorite. Like, <laughs> something. Like I, like, I just, I don't know, I find it hard to believe that all of this time was invested for him to just be no emotion, you know? Yeah. Well, it was strange because, like, I truly believe that he felt something for Tanya, too. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I think maybe he has infatuations with women, Mm -hmm. and he doesn't know how to deal with that correctly. Yeah, what was crazy to me is the Tanya relationship. Like, she didn't start seeing red flags till 10 years in their relationship, I think is what the oxygen special said, which is, is... mind-blowing to me because obviously he was kind of a bad person from day one even as a child and I couldn't believe that you know they got married had two kids and then x amount of years later that's kind of when she starts to see him unravel and become a different person yeah well I feel like Tanya and my mom are trusting women and they want to see the good in everyone Mm -hmm. and I think that Tanya trusted John Mm-hmm. And she didn't see the red flags until um, they were right in front of her. Yeah. And when you're trusting someone, if, like, someone else calls you or something, a woman calls you, you're going to trust that it's, like, mm-hmm. a business relationship. And so you're not going to go snooping. And so until someone came up to her and told her something, then she began to snoop. Right, Tanya. Yeah, Tanya. And what we talked about, like, in the very couple first episodes, Tyra was like, how is she, how is Deborah falling for him? Like, I don't get it. And I think what my opinion is is that 
every like almost everything was really good between your mom and John like 98% good he's getting her dry cleaning yes. and making her food and doing her like car maintenance or whatever and then there's this 2% of something's like little things that are going wrong but you're just able to push it away it's, he was yeah. I felt like he was really good at the little things he knew the little things that women liked like I mean every morning he would make her a smoothie even though we found out later it was kind of like he was doing all of this to find out about her bank statements yeah. and things like that but he just knew how to make a woman feel good even if he couldn't give her the world because we knew your mom was more wealthy than him but he just knew how to make her feel good inside um, so that's what just was kind of like, I don't know, maybe that's how she fell in love with him. Well, I feel like when someone's giving you attention and they're always there, like I had a similar experience, not with like the same type of guy, but let's just say he was crazy too. And um, he was always there. And yeah. it just was so nice. And he would do stuff for me. Mm -hmm. He would just um, always listen to me. So it felt nice. Yeah. And I feel like when someone's always there and they're actually giving you attention, you want to have that person around. Yeah, absolutely. I know I can relate to that. Mm -hmm. um, I want to get into episode eight, This Young Woman Fought Like Hell, which is like the peak of this whole season. And so crazy. Um, I like how it starts out with John in the desert with a shovel digging a gravesite. I totally was like, was this true? But obviously we would never know, right? Like Honestly, <laughs> that was not true. Okay. Mm, okay. okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, that wasn't true at all. Okay. But he did message a, um, this one lawyer and said that he was going to bury us in the backyard. So I think if he was going to bury us anywhere, oh it would be in the backyard of the Vegas house. But in the Oxygen, or the Bravo series, they didn't have the Vegas house. Right, right. They didn't even have that yeah. storyline. Um, why was he telling that to a lawyer is my question. I don't know. That still concerns me, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay, so then we kind of see him, like, stalking your mom, her coworker, and then essentially you and Ronnie, um, and then Ronnie is followed. She's in the Uber scene. She sees that he's following her and kind of freaks out and warns you. And you're about to go to a music festival, right? So Yeah, and, well, Jason Aldean concert, but... Okay, yeah. Ooh, I love Jason Aldean. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then it was interrupted by John. Yes. I mean, should we just get right into the attack? Yeah. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> okay, okay. So... You obviously love zombies, Walking Dead, all that stuff. And so, well, let's, let's start from the beginning. So you get out of the car, and then you hear him come over. He says, remember me, right? Okay, so actually, I pull up, and I'm not even into my parking spot, and my dog starts barking and going off on him. Mm -hmm. And then I tell my dog to knock it off, because I look over, and I see him, and I think it's just like a homeless guy. <laughs> So you was didn't recognize him? I didn't recognize him, no. Was he okay. standing outside of your car or in a, in his so car? His car was, um, the trunk was in the back, so his car was uh, backed up into the spot. Okay. And he was in his trunk with a tire arm. Oh, my gosh. And I saw that, and I didn't even give it a Register. second thought. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how long had it been since you had seen him prior to that incident? 
him years. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because that makes me wonder if, like, you didn't recognize him and things like that. Like, it just kind of just happened. And, and I wonder why he would say, do you remember me? So, yeah. it, time had passed since then. No, I met John twice. Okay. And it was... Oh, you only met him two times? Only met him twice. Wow. Oh, wow. And okay. It, yeah, it was the weekend before Thanksgiving and then the weekend of Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Oh my gosh, I did not know that. Yeah, so... And how long had it been since he had been communicating with your mom? Like, were there these, like, legal battles going on and stuff, or were they... Okay, so I think it was a couple weeks since he had any contact with her. Okay. But he, um... So I had his dog that they got together. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I was watching the dog because he, when he was stalking us, he, the dog would get loose. And so the dog ended up at the pound, and we waited a couple of days for John to go get the dog. And, no, he didn't get the dog. And so... Like, he would just let the dog go? Yeah. Oh, my god! And, like, well, he would go to California to stalk us and just leave the dog at the house and just, like, have the um, doggy door for it and just leave it food and stuff. And now, wow. is this the house in Vegas or in Nevada that you're referring to? Yes. Okay, which they don't touch on in the show. So, but... through this time, they were separated, and he was just pretty much spending his time stalking. And yes. then that's when ultimately he meets you at your apartment complex and yeah well and then he crashed his car into a gate (laughs) and then the car was in my mom's name so she went and picked up the car and then he lost everything essentially so that's when he spiraled out of control and at this point did she get a restraining order or um so i don't think we ever technically had a restraining order against him because Mm -hmm. it was so hard to get one yeah Mm -hmm. and then she blessed my mom's heart but she didn't know that meeting up with him was a big no-no right and that kind of turned yeah the whole case kind of like her um what's the word I'm looking for her credibility yes right so I can't imagine being attacked I mean this sounds like out of a movie (laughs) did you recognize him when he came up to you like did you realize who it was then yeah I I saw him right away and my kind of my first first thought was like Oh, shit. Like, not today. <laughs> okay. Like, not so the day it, of the Jason Aldean concert. Yeah. So, it wasn't like a he came just on full attack mode. It was kind of just like, oh, my God, why is John here kind of feeling. Yeah, like, he grabbed me by the waist and was trying to get me to go over towards his trunk of his car. And I just immediately, he looked me in the eye said, do you remember me? And then I immediately tried to, like... Get away. Get away from him and do a mm-hmm. 360, but... I wasn't able to um, get away from him. (laughs) And I think the ultimate goal, or I don't know what you think, was he trying to essentially just kidnap you and hold you for ransom? Killed me? Was he trying to attempt to kill you? he was trying to kill me. Um, He had a lot of knives in the back of the car, too. Right, the kidnap kit, right? Yeah, he had a kidnap kit. Oh, my gosh. I think he was going to, like, try to kidnap me, kill me, and then try to get ransom money. Wow. Do you think that he had, like, any intentions to murder before this whole situation? Or do you think he ever did murder someone? Because, 
well, I feel like that can't just come out of nowhere, that craziness, but... With his brother, um, he sent him the drugs that killed him. Mm-hmm. So he technically killed him. Um, he would... I think he would brag about to my mom that he killed someone. Really? And so I'm not sure if that was maybe his brother or who that was or mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. Um, but that was really weird. And then, um, so his sit, he went to visit his dad, and I think they showed it yes. in the show, too. Yeah. And that did happen. They implied and, that he killed his dad. Yeah, and his sisters believed that, too. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so. He killed him. Oh, we were thinking about that. Wow. So, okay, after, you know, the attack and all of that, you were in the hospital, and even though this man has been so evil and he's literally tried to kill you, you were still just so compassionate about his well-being and worried about his family and all of that behind. I guess, how could you just block out everything he had done to still show that compassion? Well, I hated him, Mm -hmm. but... If you kill someone and you see in TV shows and stuff, there's always someone that gets hurt. Mm-hmm. You always see someone um, mourning over this person. And then his sisters um, came and actually gave me flowers, but I wasn't in the hospital then. Mm. Um, they came to my house. Wow. And they gave me flowers and basically told me that... He was an evil person, that they were living in fear of him, and... Wow. So it's almost like a thank you in a way, kind of. Yeah. Wow. And do you have any sort of relationship with them now, or was it just, like, a one-time thing and never speak to them again? Um... Have they been involved in filming at all, also? Um, so... I... don't have any contact with them anymore. Okay. Um, there is just some things that happen, and that's all I really want to say about that. Okay. Mm-hmm. We can move on. Um, what I thought was really interesting in the podcast, they say that you're super intuitive, and, like, you used to have really bad dreams when you were growing up, and you even had a dream prior to the attack that John was stabbing you. Is that right? I was stabbing John. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's crazy. Can you, like, elaborate on that anymore or just... Okay, so I think it's just, like, I personally believe that it was God's way of preparing me for that attack. Mm-hmm. Um, it Because I had a dream of me just stabbing in. I didn't kill him in my dream. I was just stabbing him. Mm-hmm. And um, it was just really weird. And then... Um, I actually wrote, like, my ex-boyfriend a note because, like, we got a dog together. And I was like, I feel just, like, the sense of death around me. And so I wrote him a note just like, "Wow, if anything happens to me, the dog goes to you. Wow. That's insane. So, like, what led up? I mean, I feel like certain events kind of... After, like, having so much thought into things, sometimes you dream it or, like, something would happen for you to have a dream like that. At least this happens to me. Um, Were there there events? I know you said you only saw them a couple of times, but I guess, like, what do you think probably may have led up to you think dreaming about him, you killing him, well, stabbing him? Well, I just had a sense that I always had a sense it was going to be me. Hmm. Like, he was going to go after me. And 
I always would tell my mom that, and she'd be like, no, if anyone here, go after Jacqueline. Like, you're safe. Like, don't worry about that. And I'm like, no, mom, he's evil. Like, there's something about him. He's going to come after me. And then um, we actually had lunch one day together and my mom and my sister and she was staying with John because she was scared that he was going to go after my sister. Wow. And um, she was staying with him because she was like, I just want him to come after me and not my kids. Wow. Yeah. So that's partially one of the reasons why she stayed with him for the second time. Right. Wow. That's crazy. And I just want to jump back to the attack really quickly because I feel like putting myself in your shoes, I wouldn't be able to do what you did. I think that it is a life or death situation, so you kind of had to fight for it. But you talk about how, like, watching zombie shows and CSI and things like that, like, kind of helped you put you in the mindset of, like, how to hold the knife right and how to stab him. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah, well, I watched so much Walking Dead, and I would watch that show on repeat. Oh, my gosh. So I feel like just, like, when he was falling on top of me, I held his head so he wouldn't bite me like a zombie. (laughs) Wow. And he was falling on top of me, so I was pushing him off. And then the last ones, I was like, should I do them to the head? And I was like, I don't want him to get back up. And so that's when I I actually gave thought to the last two. Wow. And the last one was in his eye, right? Yes. And that's the softest point of entry. Well, that's really good to know in case anybody attacks me. I'm glad that I know these. Wow. (laughs) I just... I mean, I don't know. I just truly commend you. Like, even just sitting here listening to it, like, I'm just, like, thinking back as if it was me. And it's just, like, it's just a miracle that you're here today with us. Oh, and thanks. I'm I'm really happy to be here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many times did he stab you? I know that's a really oh, weird question. Me? Is it Was it a couple times? Or I know he tried to stab you. Or was um, it multiple times? So, like, once right here. Well, he tried stabbing me a lot. Right. Uh, but once right here, this one was the deepest. This is an inch deep. Oh, my um, gosh. And then he missed, like, all major organs, all wow. everything. He Thank missed God. everything. Yeah. Um, and then I have, like, a little stab mark on my chest from him but that one's like a centimeter deep and then I also had an artificial one on my face but it like just grazed my face and it went away within a week wow oh my gosh this is crazy um somebody asked a question they wanted to know like how your mental health has been since the accident obviously there's PTSD, which I know that you talk about a little bit on your website. Yeah, um, well, there's definitely PTSD. Um, I would be lying if I said that it was easy mm-hmm. and I was completely better. There's some days where I'm triggered if people bump into me by loud noises. Um, but I do get more into it on my website, terranewell.com, and um, I really go in depth there and talk about my experiences how how has the attack like changed your relationship with men like do you have a boyfriend right now or I'm no boyfriends I just have my dog the same dog (laughs) yeah I just have cash cash I'm thinking about getting another one and so I'm not really wanting a date okay but like I'm not opposed 
to if something comes along. Mm-hmm. Right. It's just I'm not going out and searching for it right now. Yeah. Now, is your mom still single? Um, She is, but I think she's starting to want to date again. Has she not dated since the app? She hasn't at all. Wow. Yes. So I feel like even, like, being able to do media and stuff around L.A., like, you think that she, like, might meet a strapping young gentleman. I don't know. Hopefully. That would be nice. You know? But she's not a psychopath. She lives in um, Henderson. In Nevada? Yeah. Okay. And you live in you live in L.A.? Yeah. Or near L.A.? Um, okay. Wow. We got through so much. Hold on. I'm just checking out my questions and we do have to wrap up soon um i did notice there was a picture with you and john's daughters at universal studios oh, that was yeah. so cute so do you see them a lot or talk to them a lot or not really because it's kind of a weird situation oh no i love them to death Aww. i love them and tanya we're all good um i think of tanya as like a second mom really yes she's um She's really protective over me, and really, I just care for them so much. And did That's you just amazing. grow closer, like right after the big the, the incident, essentially, or how did um, that happen? So, Dateline, kind of. Oh. Um. So I got a dog, but I don't have the dog now because it ended up being my mom's dog instead. Okay. <laughs> um. But we went to Georgia to pick up the dog. And uh, we met them there, and then ever since, we've just been, um, whenever there's, like, stuff in L.A. for them to do, we get together with them. Oh, that's and nice. And so, we're, like, a family. Yeah, that's good. I mean, yes. I feel like you're making lemonade out of lemons. Is that how yeah. you say it? Like, you're yeah. making the best possible situation. Yeah. You would never be this close to these people, and it's, it's like, the worst situation, but it sounds like you guys are yeah. making do, and... Yeah, well, I really like the girls. The girls are so great. Like, they don't have any traits of John. They're That's wonderful good. people. Like, one of them has um, a vlog, M Index, and then the other one's in college now. So they're doing great with their lives. Oh, that's, that's amazing. good. Yes. Okay, so we are running out of time, but we do have to wrap up. But I do want to touch on, you have a website, right? And yes. it's kind of, is it everything lifestyle, health? It's a uh, lifestyle, it's traveling, hiking, um, PTSD, and just talking about other interests of mine. Perfect. And is that mainly what you're working on right now? Are you doing anything else that we should know about? Um, well, I do have a regular job, too. Oh, okay. Okay, I wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, I make, well, I run my mom's silk plant company. Oh, yeah. cool. So we make What's fake a plants. silk plant for all those the, of us who I don't um, know? <laughs> so when you go into model homes and stuff, all the fake plants in there, oh, that's what I okay. do. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming here and talking to you. It was amazing. I wish we thank had more you. time because I could grill you with questions. You keep going. All night long. <laughs> it's over. We have to end. Um, Tyra, where can we find you on social media? Hey, guys. You can find me on all social media platforms at underscore Tyra Prude. And Tara, where can we find you on social media? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter. I'm just Tara Newell. Per- and TaraNewell.com, right? Yeah, and TaraNewell.com. Perfect. You guys have had so much fun. You guys can find me on Instagram at Shanti underscore Christina or tweet me at Shanti Christina. Thank you so much for watching. The show is awesome. Sad to see you go, but we'll see you next time. Bye.
Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.